the session of the Sanhedrin. Good morning, Christian America. This is a portion of John's gospel at the end of chapter 11. After Jesus has risen Lazarus, uh, this is essentially part three of the chapter, part three of the story of Lazarus. The part one is that Jesus hears about Lazarus that we did. We did a podcast on that two weeks ago. Part two is the actual coming to the, the town where Lazarus was, meeting Mary, meeting Martha, raising Lazarus from the tomb. And then part three is after Jesus leaves, the Sanhedrin, the religious leaders, they have a conversation. They, did, they group together and, and ask themselves, what are we going to do about this guy named Jesus who keeps doing these miracles? He keeps doing these works. Something has to be done. And it's that conversation we want to bring to you today so you can help understand what goes on even today when you try to do good works, when you try to live out the, the, the righteous life that God has for you, when you're trying to be on that straight and narrow, what is being said when you're not around by the leaders of your communities and organizations? It's probably very similar. Let's get into the word of God today, the, the gospel according to John chapter 11. We're going to start today at verse 45. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort. We seek to revitalize the Christian faith across our nation. We do that through this podcast, the Good Morning Christian America podcast. We come to you once a week, very short, just to come uh, give you a bit of scripture. We give it to you in order. We give it to you verbatim. I read it to you. We show it to you. Let not be confused. Let's not be confused about what scripture says and what is the context in which it says it. Far too many people, far too many pastors and ministers and, and, and others try to take scripture out of context to fit their overall agenda, no matter what that agenda is. We try to um, do away with all of that. And we try to give you scripture verbatim and in context and in order so that you can see what's happening. And friends, we do uh, we, we do that by bringing to you this podcast, um, the gospel according to John. We're on chapter 11 today, and we're continuing down uh, this story of Lazarus. Um, two weeks ago, we, we gave you the first part of the chapter where Jesus hears about Lazarus's death. They know, the other people know that Jesus loves Lazarus. He's the brother of Mary and Martha, whom also have a special place with Jesus. And they, they want him to come save Lazarus because he's sick. Jesus waits so that Lazarus passes. They ask him why. He says, because the power of God will be shown through this. And so he shows up four days later, after he's been dead for four days. Uh, in the second part of the chapter, he raises Lazarus from the dead. It's, a, it's an amazing feat. No one's ever seen this before. He defeats death for Lazarus. And then when that happens, the Sanhedrin get together. And that's what we're going to talk about today. This is part three. The Sanhedrin get together and have conversation about what they're going to do about this Jesus. What they're going to do about this man who does this so, so many good works, who does these amazing things. And, and that are objectively good, but that doesn't stop the hatred, that doesn't stop the conniving, that doesn't stop the vitriol, that doesn't stop the plotting and the planning of his destruction. It only exacerbates it. I'll say it again. When you do well, when Jesus does these things that are good, 
It only exacerbates the hate that he that he receives from those who are supposed to be leaders, from those who are supposed to be looking out for their community. And so let's get into scripture so we can hear exactly what takes place. We can hear exactly what is said, and then we can uh, discuss on the back end. So John 11, 45 starts and says, now there, now many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what he had done began to believe in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. So the chief priests and the Pharisees convened the Sanhedrin and said, what are we to do? What are we going to do? This man is performing many signs. If we leave him alone, all will believe in him and the Romans will come and take away both our land and our nation. But one of them, Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year, said to them, you know nothing. Nor do you consider that it is better for you that the one man should die instead of the people so that the whole nation might not perish. He did not say this on his own, but since he was high priest for that year, he prophesied that Jesus was going to die for the nation. And not only for the nation, but also to gather into one, the dispersed children of God. So from that day on, they planned to kill him. So Jesus no longer walked about in public among the Jews, but he left for the region near the desert to a town called Ephraim, and there he remained with his disciples. Now the last Passover of the Jews was near, and many went up to the country to Jer from the country to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. They looked for Jesus and said to one another, as they were, as they were in the temple area, "Do you think? What do you think? That he will not come to the feast?" For the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that anyone, that if anyone knew where he was, he should inform them so that they might arrest him. So this is the final portion of John's 11th chapter. The Pharisees and the people have witnessed and have heard about the power of Jesus. This is not the first miracle. He's been performing miracles on the Sabbath. He's been performing miracles throughout his ministry. This is just at this point kind of like the biggest miracle, bringing Lazarus back from the dead. And the town rejoices and people hear about it and they start to believe. Scripture says they start to believe. Many become to believe in him. The religious leaders don't know what to do with that because their power, their influence, their control, their money, all rely on the people listening to them. But they can't perform these miracles. They can't perform these great deeds. But here Jesus is from Galilee, from Nazareth. He's, he comes in, he has these words of wisdom to make people think he performs these great deeds and he performs these miracles such that no one has ever seen before. And that threatens, that good works, the, those good deeds, that threatens people in power. Friends, never forget that. Your good works, your good deeds, your righteous intent 
it threatens people in power because people in power want to preserve their power. People in power want to preserve their position. They want to preserve their prestige. They want to preserve their money. They want to preserve their control. They want to preserve the temptations of the earthly goods that they've attained. And any good works outside of their knowledge, outside of their approval, threatens that. That is as true today as it was in Jesus' time. And so the powerful, the earthly powerful, take a, take a look at what Jesus is doing and they plot to kill him. We have to get rid of this person. By any means necessary, we have to get rid of this person. Caiaphas, the high priest, the Sanhedrin, they're all talking. The Pharisees, they're all talking. What are we going to do? Because if we do nothing, many people will believe in him. If we do nothing, people are going to move away from us and start believing in him. If we do nothing about this man and his good works and his good deeds, our power, our influence, our control is at risk. And then the Romans will come and cast us out, and cut us down. And so Caiaphas makes that declaration, is it not better for one of one man to die than the whole nation? Because that's how corrupt leaders think. Corrupt leaders think that they are the whole nation. That if, if they go down, then the whole nation goes down. Our leaders in America think that if, if they lose, America has lost. Our leaders in each one of our states believe that if they lose, the state, have, the people have lost. That's the fallacy of earthly thinking about leadership within our society. That's how they think. In this case, that's exactly how Caiaphas thinks. If the Romans come down and kick us out of power, the whole nation of Israel will be lost. We're the only ones who can do that. They believe their own propaganda. They believe in their own delusion. And because they're so delusional, because they are so interested in maintaining their power and their might and their influence and their money and their uh, uh, places of importance at all the tables and all the events and all the festivals, when they're so fixated on, on getting robbing people through the, the tax collectors and through the money changers. They don't see the evil that they are plotting, that they are doing, to kill an innocent man on behalf of what? Well, to save everyone else. We hear those same arguments today. That these people should suffer because, well, it'll make all these other, it'll make us bad if we don't put this certain group of people or this certain ideology or this certain religion, or this certain whatever that's not us in power, but it's you, just the regular folks. We have to keep you where you're at so that we can stay where we're at. That's the mentality of leaders then, and that's the mentalities of, of so-called leaders today. Juxtapose that to Jesus as we'll get, through, uh, get to in the future podcast, in the future chapter where Jesus, as the ultimate leader, who has the ultimate power, 
humbles himself to wash the feet of his own disciples, of his own students. But we'll get to that at a later date. Friends, I want to just reiterate to you through this passage that the power of God is unlimited, even to the point of death. Jesus displays that through his actions to help Lazarus. There have been hundreds of thousands of documented cases where somebody was on their deathbed that shouldn't have survived whatever it was that survived, but yet they did not. There's many eyewitness accounts of, of people who have felt things not of this world in times and in positions where their life was on the line and God saved them for what reasons we don't know. This is just one more example. This is also an example of when we try to live our Christocentric life, when we try to follow God and do good things and good, do good works and, and maintain the faith that other people around us will be drawn to that. And if other people are drawn to that, hopefully they're not drawn to us. We want them to be drawn to Christ. But when other people are drawn to that, the people in power, the people who usually have their attention, usually have their applause, usually have their money, they're going to take offense to that. And they're going to plot to take you down. So we must always focus ourselves on Christ and the goodness of him. But we also need to be aware that not everybody is on board with what, with what is good, with what is right, with what is just. And we need, we need to be aware of that. We need to be able to see that. And if we have to remove ourselves from the situation, as scripture says, Jesus does, he no longer walks in public among them. So that he can prepare himself for even greater deeds, which that's what he's doing. He's getting ready to go into Jerusalem. He's getting ready to ride on the donkey. He's getting ready to, to, to enter the city and run money changers out and go through his passion to defeat death. Sometimes we need, we need that withdrawal. And so, friends, if you like messages like this, if you like getting into scripture, if it interests you, if you get value from it, we don't ask for donations. We ask for your participation. Participate in the Christian American revitalization effort by just liking and sharing this podcast wherever you're watching it or listening to it. Subscribe to this podcast. Subscribe to this YouTube channel. Subscribe to this Rumble channel. Follow us on all the social media platforms. Friends, that way you can stay in touch and you are notified whenever we uh, release another video. So with that, until next Monday, when we get into uh, chapter 12 of the gospel, according to John, until then, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.